0: Welcome to the third season of our podcast series, Smarter Apple Spraying. Our three-year research and outreach project is funded by USDA's Crop Protection and Pest Management Program. The project is a joint effort of Iowa State University, the Ohio State University, and the USDA Spray Laboratory at Worcester, Ohio. I'm your host, Mark Gleason, a plant pathologist at Iowa State University. The project is looking for ways to maximize the efficiency of pesticide sprays in apple orchards in the Midwest. It combines two technologies in field trials in Iowa and Ohio. One of these technologies is called the Intelligent Sprayer. It's a modified air blast sprayer that can apply pesticides much more precisely and reduce spray drift every time a pesticide spray goes on. The other technology is called disease warning systems. These systems track weather conditions so that pesticides can be applied only when there's a real risk of damage from diseases or pests. The goal here is to save sprays when possible. Our project looks at these new ideas separately and together to see how they can make spraying as cost effective as possible for apples. Welcome to another episode of Smarter Apple Spraying. I'm the host of the series, Mark Gleason from Iowa State University. And our guest today is a commercial apple grower in Ohio, name of Andy Lind. And Andy has been a participant uh, with us in field uh, trials uh, on this project for three years, and I think for much longer with uh, Ohio State. uh, personnel, and uh, I, I'm uh, I'm sure in uh, working with the intelligence, prayer, as well as other things. So, uh, welcome, Andy. Thank you. Good to be here. Um, I just wanted to uh, maybe, if you'd uh, for the listeners, uh, uh, describe uh, what your what your orchard business is like, and uh, where you're located, and those kind of things. Yes, we
1: are located in East Central Ohio. We have been at this location since 1919, and uh, we are about 20 miles east of the capital of Ohio, Columbus, and its population is approximately 1 million. And consequently, we are able to make a living at our farm with retail production and sales. Uh, we have a farm market on site and we also in a big way, uh, have a pick your own operation. That's very popular in September and October. Ah, we have, uh, approximately a hundred acres of tree fruits. And, uh, when we were selling wholesale, we had closer to 400 acres. Uh, I said hundred, I think we're closer to 150, okay. but that's where we're comfortable. And, uh, that that's, uh, Primarily, what we do is apples,
0: uh-huh, I see you mentioned you said primarily, do you have some trees or anything else, or we do.
1: We have a couple acres of Asian pears, fifteen acres of peaches, oh, and we are trying to get into a few acres of
0: tart cherries. Well, we're not quite yeah. there yet, but uh-huh, uh-huh thats uh I imagine it's not it's not a widely grown crop in Ohio, tart cherries no
1: no certainly
0: not in central ohio
1: um that's obviously that's a michigan crop yeah. <laughs> in a big way sure. our our customer base would love to pick tar cherries so uh, uh,
0: we're thinking let's let's give that a try sure yeah i'm sure you're getting demand or, or questions about it yeah well um since we're working on this project together uh, and uh i know you've uh, um been testing for several years this intelligent sprayer developed by uh, Dr. Huppingju at um, at uh, the U.S. ARS Spray Laboratory in uh, Worcester. Um, I wonder if you'd comment a bit on uh, uh, just uh, uh, what your experience has been, positive and negative, with this uh, with this new technology, and what what it how how you see its future. Sure, we've participated
1: in the trials, I think two of the past three years. Last year, we didn't uh, participate in trials with universities, but we did purchase last winter two units of the smart sprayer technology that were outfitted to our rears tower sprayers that we use. Uh, And the reason that we decided to invest, it's quite a substantial investment in the technology but the reason that we moved forward with that investment was due to the experience that we had in the trials with the university um <clears throat> we found especially in the the first sprays of the year through i would say thinning time mm-hmm. we saved a substantial amount on uh, spray per acre it wasn't uncommon to go three times as far as we otherwise would have um, using smart sprayer technology versus just the nozzles are
0: open all the time. Uh, so you're talking about technology. Yeah, well, that's the <laughs> that's, that was uh, was the standard for 70 years, and many for many people, or still is. Um, but um, you said you 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 saw your biggest savings uh, on the spray volume with intelligent sprayer and um, in the period between the, the start of the season and thinning. So thinning. I guess it depends on the variety, but you're probably talking, what, mid to late May there?
1: Uh, uh, we would be mid to late May and sometimes into June. Oh, I see. Uh, huh? But so, a substantial number of sprays go on in the early season with apples. And sure. uh, consequently, we realized quite a bit of savings using that technology. So we decided to invest. We We run four sprayers that we run in the orchard and we decided to outfit two of those tower sprayers with the smart sprayer technology mm-hmm. and we wanted to use those two sprayers as much as we could this season mm-hmm. uh, you know as many t- tanks as possible out of those two sprayers that had the uh, smart sprayer technology
0: uh, and so uh, your experience has been uh, on the on the. So this is, I suppose, most of your sprays are insecticides, fungicides, bactericides. What's been your experience with the intelligent sprayer units, in terms of the quality of, uh, you know, insect and disease control? We have
1: had uh, good control of everything that we normally spray for, whether it's disease or insect, uh, with the smart sprayer technology. I had some concern early on uh, every grower that uses this technology thinks it's not uh, spraying <laughs> enough. Uh. Uh, but we learned during the trials the previous two years that that's it, it's coverage is fine and control is fine and we found that to be the case uh this past season also um we did have a little trouble with some scab but it, wasn't because of smart sprayer technology it was because the very tops of the trees weren't getting covered at all because we didn't have the nozzles turned on
0: oh got it yeah yeah okay sure yeah well that's okay yeah we
1: we had (laughs) uh we had tree height that was beyond the reach of our where we had nozzles turned on so it was it wasn't it was unintelligent operator
0: error, not uh, <laughs> intelligent sprayer error. <laughs> so, well, well, that's uh, easy to do, right? So I, I'm interested. I'm interested in your tower confirmation. Is that something that is typical among growers in your area? The 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 tower type uh, 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 nozzle arrangement.
1: Uh, towers are becoming more and more popular with growers uh, as they switch out their sprayers. Uh, it's more common for people to choose a tower than not now some I growers see. don't
0: choose towers but most would what's the Especially advantage you see trellis. sorry sorry okay so in other words uh just getting up to the top and getting that good coverage on the top is that a big motivation for the tower type uh, confirmation <clears throat> it is and also
1: the if you look at a, a, a conventional sprayer and you've got tall trellis trees. As soon as that droplet leaves the sprayer, it's, it travels a long distance to get to the top. Good point. The tower sprayer would have nozzles that are fairly close
0: mm-hmm.
1: to that top. It's, it's basically a horizontal spray, and if you've got your spray nozzle ten feet up off the ground, the the droplets don't have to travel as far to reach the target.
0: Uh, I see. So that'd probably be more efficient, I imagine. Yeah. And and uh, yes. so so you you were saying. Uh, Uh, If I understood you correctly, that in the early season, you were saving up to two thirds on the volume uh, that you would have done with a conventional uh, um, uh, air blast sprayer uh, in those early sprays, right? That's correct. Yes.
1: A lot of our orchard has uh, missing trees. This is Uh typical, I think, in a lot of orchards. If you have missing trees or different heights of tree as you go down the row, the the smart sprayer saves you more than 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 that you it's surprising how far you can go on a tank but if you've got a solid row let's say of tall trellis without a full set of foliage uh, your your savings are considerable and as that foliage grows uh, the smart sprayer will will tell the sprayer to deliver more spray and savings aren't uh, what they were
0: at the beginning of the year but still substantial and uh yeah so when you average that out over the year you've got what maybe 40 50% uh reduction in uh, that's in, kind of what we think that's what we're seeing in yeah, our in our it. in our university plots as well right in that right in that zone somewhere
1: yeah that's right through the course of the season i would say 40 to 50 would be the savings
0: you're listening to a podcast series called smarter apple spring the series is part of a three-year project in Iowa and Ohio that is funded by USDA's Crop Protection and Pest Management Program. Now back to our interview. Um, I wanted to get at something you you talked about or indirectly, Indy, and that's uh, you know you've got four sprayers, and uh, so I guess one of the one of the things you and other growers uh, uh, are thinking about is the time that it takes to uh, to uh, refill a tank you know and you may only have a narrow time window to put on a spray sometimes you know depending on the pest or, or the weather and so forth so um uh, do you, do you find i mean every every orchard's different here but do you find it's uh, it takes quite a bit of time to refill a 300 gallon tank and and then you know put the pesticide in mix that up and um that 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 that, is that kind of a slowdown on the process
1: it it is we would save uh oh if we don't have to let me rephrase that when we go back to the barn to fill up with water and spray that's going to take uh 30 minutes usually depending on where we are in the orchard but uh what we find with the smart sprayers especially in april and may is uh you're almost you're almost going back to refuel the tractor rather than Refill oh, the sprayer.
0: Interesting. Because
1: it's not. It's not quite that bad, but it's. Uh, it's. Uh, it's certainly a savings of trips to the spray barn
0: uh-huh. uh, in the course of a day. Uh-huh. Uh huh. One. One other thing I wanted to get at that that uh, you mentioned, and you you mentioned that some other growers uh, had some skepticism about whether the coverage on the intelligent sprayer that is the coverage of the leaves and the the trees was as good as it would have been in a conventional sprayer and um maybe you could just elaborate a little bit on on what what was it that convinced growers that this that the coverage was as good
1: well i think primarily it would be the research that's been done in the orchards commercial orchards by iowa state ohio state
0: yeah uh, yeah, I'll just say a, say a few words about that is you know these some of you know some of your, you you are maybe other growers have used these uh water sensitive papers you know and we put them all over the tree and and uh that's kind of like a artificial leaf I guess because the when you spray the right. the, the the droplet uh, hits the piece of paper it changes color and then you put those things into a scanner and it tells you you know what Percent of those artificial leaves are covered, and that's supposed to be a pretty good indication of what's happening with the leaves. So we've done spray coverage trials at well, being Jew, Dr. Jew has been doing these things for years. But um, Melanie Ivy, Dr. Melanie Ivy at Ohio State, and and us here at uh, uh, Iowa State have been using these uh, spray coverage cards for for several years, and uh, consistently we show that the coverage pattern is almost identical. You know, if you put these two cards, regardless of the position in the tree. Uh, if you put those two, uh, put those cards side by side and when we have car, cards all over the tree uh inside outside sides everywhere a periphery um but you put those side by side you wouldn't be able to tell the difference so you're talking essentially identical uh, spray covers that's in our trials you know so um it um it'd be being always interested here from growers and what they, uh, think about this. Now, um, something I wanted to ask you about, Andy, was the learning curve associated with using the intelligent sprayer. I mean, you've been, you know, working on this for several years now, but um, here at, in in, in uh, Iowa, we had it at our horticulture research station, and we had bought a new unit, um, the smart uh, sprayer the type unit, and um, we found that there were some, I wouldn't call them kinks, but things that um, growers need to be aware of in the practical use of these things. Did you have a similar experience to that kind of a learning curve? We we had, during the trial
1: participation years, we had a sprayer that we were using that the lens would need to be cleaned, uh, cleaned well, a couple times a day, three times a day, and the when we purchased the commercial units to put on our existing sprayers, that had improved, uh, some changes had been made and that wasn't a problem anymore. And yeah. what you're talking about Which is that nice. is it,
0: what you're talking about is that lens that takes, that, that gets back the reflected laser beams, right? It's that's
1: correct yes yeah
0: yeah yeah that that's i've heard that i've heard the engineers discuss that point and yeah they did think some but but um in use here at iowa state um the 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 users are a little bit careful to make sure that they at least examine that uh that lens and make sure that it's clean because that's kind of where your information's coming from as to where the Foliage is, and that, that's, um, it's one of those things in uh, precision egg that, you know, if you're going to have a camera, you're going to have a lens of some kind, um, you got to keep it clean, just like taking a picture of, um, you know, your, your, your dog or whatever.
1: That's right. I think they put a fan on it. There's a fan. Ah, that blows. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. A lot of the particles that would land on it uh-huh. and obstruct the view get blown away. I think that's what they did to improve that. Uh, uh-huh, it was a nice uh-huh. improvement.
0: Oh, yeah. What, what the, did you think? The primary
1: goals? problem that we had, and I will say this, yeah, John Deere, I, I'm not sure the name of the company that we bought, but they are through John Deere, right? and their service was uh, outstanding to help us if we had any troubles at all. Uh, support was very good. And I think the primary problem we had was with, um, I, I believe it was with some of the valves, Or nozzles. Oh, yeah. Uh, We had some check valve issues that
0: needed cleaned uh, maybe more frequently than we liked. These are those uh, solenoid control nozzles, yeah, that are different than what you'd see on a regular air blast sprayers. They're they're pretty sophisticated nozzles, but they were jamming up on you? They jammed up a little more frequently than we liked. And
1: uh, the company helped us. find some some answers to the problems other than that uh, we really didn't have any issues as far as a learning curve goes that was uh, a lot of new technology i think it's because we did the trials two years two summers prior to our actually investing uh,
0: oh okay so you're working uh, with the block the learning
1: curve got yes yeah
0: so the company so, was paying attention to what you said and what other prototype you know progressive growers were testing out those prototypes and uh made some modifications. yeah, how how did you like the uh, use uh, factor of that tablet in the cab for um, different things about the that you know the control tablet that you're sitting in the cab, and you can manipulate that did that work all right for you?
1: the The tablets work great. Mm-hmm. And one of the nice things about tablets is the information on the tablet gets shared with the manufacturer. Or oh. the, the people that understand uh-huh. how to service these things and read uh-huh. the uh, read what's happening. Okay. And anytime we had a, a question or a problem, the manufacturer slash service went on and really helped. Uh, the tablet was, was user friendly uh-huh. and very helpful in troubleshooting.
0: Super. So that data that it was gathering not only helps you, it helps uh, on the diagnostic side if somebody needs to work on it. That's correct. Okay. Yeah, good. So so um uh, if you were talking to growers like at a meeting or something or on the phone uh, was this technology that you would recommend to them or what what would your what what would your recommendation or or not recommendation on this intelligent sprayer technology uh, be, be based on
1: Well, I I would recommend it. The consideration would be cost yeah. and return. Uh a lot of state. Well, I'm not sure. I am. I have heard that some states offer assistance in purchasing the the intelligence sprayer uh, technology. Ohio does not at this time, mm-hmm. but other states do. And if you're in a state that uh, helps cost share, I think it uh, would be a lot easier to to say yes to it. Uh, if you pay no, or if you get no assistance, it's a it's a uh, Question each grower would have to ask How many sprays do you put out per year? So what are you spending on spray? That kind of thing.
0: Yeah. And I suppose uh, what I hear is that pesticide but, costs have gone up a lot as well.
1: Uh, as far as cost goes, growers just have to do the numbers on their own. States the cost share, it's, it's almost a no brainer to me. But it depends on the acres, the number of tanks a grower would spray throughout the year. Uh, as far as re- return on investment, uh, one of the things that's a positive message for us to our customers is we are proactively doing things to reduce the amount of spray that's used. And in a retail setting, that's that's uh, that's very important and a and a, a great message to relay to customers
0: because you're face to face with your customers every day. And this is yeah, uh, some I'm sure you get questions about this sort of um, pesticide use
1: that we do, we do. So it's good to have a positive story uh, as to how we are trying to reduce pesticide usage.
0: Okay, great. Well, I appreciate your time, Andy. We've been talking to uh, Andy Lind, who's the uh, owner of um, uh, Apple Orchard in uh, in uh, East Central Ohio, uh, and uh, been a collab- collaborator uh, with Ohio State and, and Iowa State on a, uh, recent federally USDA funded project evaluating um, the uh, new precision technology called intelligence sprayer. Uh, thanks for your time, Andy. Really appreciate it.
1: Well, you're welcome, Mark. We appreciate uh, sharing with you. All right. Bye now. Thank you. All righty. Yep. You're welcome.
0: Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Smarter Apple Spraying podcast series. You can find more episodes in this series at the Smarter Apple Spraying website. The link is https colon two front slashes www.smartapplespray.plantpath.iastate.edu. The host for this series is Mark Gleason. Jose Gonzalez is the editor. The Smarter Apple Spraying podcast series is funded by a grant from USDA's Crop Protection and Pest Management Program. For more information about the three-state project, contact Mark Gleason. Email is mgleason, M-G-L-E-A-S-O-N, at iastate.edu in Iowa, or Melanie Lewis-Ivey. Email is ivey.14 at osu.edu at the Ohio State University.